0: hi guys and welcome back to the atlas weekly recap covering the financial news and events of last week and the week ahead as of monday august 7th 2023 in this week's episode i'll be covering the rba's latest interest rate decision from last week as well as the updated forecast provided by the bank as part of its quarterly statement lastly we'll look at australian house prices to july 2023 so let's get into it So, on Tuesday last week, the RBA left rates on hold at 4.1% for the second month in a row, following a weaker-than-expected quarter-two CPI result in the previous week. There were, however, some changes in the post-meeting statement, where the bank is now forecasting inflation to be back around its target range of 2-3% by the end of late 2025. So there's been some change in the in the forecast there. So previously they were expect the the bank were expecting the rate of inflation to be back in that that target range 2 to 3% by mid 2025. So effectively they've they've pushed it out by about 6 months. And off the back of the latest interest rate decision to to pause, most economists now are expecting the the RBA is is done on its current interest rate hiking cycle. The equity market response was still positive, so the ASX 200 closed about 0.5% higher on Tuesday, but the re- revised forecast by the, the central bank on, on CPI uh, wasn't ignored by investors. So as I mentioned, also this week from the RBA was the release of this quarterly statement on monetary policy. So effectively, this is a report that the the bank will issue four times a year. And what it does basically sets out, the I guess, the RBA's assessment of the current economic conditions here in Australia as well as overseas and it acts as a really succinct update on the Australian economy and also would just encourage anyone who is wanting to get I guess a bit of a pulse on the the economy here in Australia to check out this this report. I mean you know the economy is synonymous with what share markets are doing it and how it just helps sort of understand the environment in which firms are operating in at the moment. There's a great four to five page summary that that is usually released each quarter that just looks to condense the the otherwise 78 page reports. I'm not sure how keen you are, but the the four to five page summary is is really good in just providing a succinct update. There weren't too many surprises in in this quarter's report. There's still the continued expectation of a modest increase of still about 1% in the unemployment rate over the coming year. So as we know, the unemployment rate is uh, historically uh low right now so about 3.5%. So the RBA is forecasting for that rate to improve or increase by about 1%. And this is naturally expected to help bring inflation down to that two to three percent target target band. In terms of GDP, so gross domestic product or growth in the economy, growth in the economy is expected to remain subdued over the period ahead reaching a trough of around 1% at the end of this year. So it was definitely, you know, this is uh, in line with projections that were in the budget from May of this year, where it was expected GDP growth to slow in this current financial year, so to, to June 2024. And so in, in line with that, it's expected that GDP will slow to about 1% towards the end of this year before gradually picking up to around 2, 2 and a quarter percent by the end of 2025. Interestingly, the outlook for the Chinese economy remains positive. So while the outlook has definitely been revised lower over, over recent months, so that there has been a, a few setbacks in the recovery of the, the Chinese economy over the last couple of months, but the Reserve Bank still expects growth in China to remain consistent this year and expects that the, the economy will reach its, its GDP target of around 5% in 2023. So let's take a look at some data on house prices to July here in Australia. So home buyers definitely remained motivated through the month of July, with CoreLogic revealing national house prices rose a further 0.7% in July. And this is a a fifth consecutive monthly increase. And from its low point this year in February, the the home value index, which is the the index where they they measure house price movements is up 4.1%. So, I mean, while house, housing values are continuing to record, a, I guess, a bit of a broad-based rise, the rate of growth has lost a bit of momentum over the past two months. So, the monthly pace of growth, if we look at Sydney, for example, it's close to halved from a, a recent high of 1.8% in May. So, the, the rate of growth is, is now 0.9% in, in July. So, it's still recording a, a rise, but just the, the rate of growth is, is slowing. And... For Sydney in particular, this is likely due to uh, an increased flow of, of new listings in, in Sydney, providing more options and I guess less urgency uh, among, uh, among pr- prospective buyers. Brisbane and Adelaide saw the monthly pace of growth accelerate in, in July, so increase from the, the rate of growth from last month, and these two states, or these two cities, sorry, led the pace of gains across the, the capitals with housing values up 1.4 percent across both cities. Canberra was the only city to record a decline in values in July, it was down 0.1%, while values in Hobart were uh, unchanged. Let's take a look at what equity markets did last week. So, bit of a risk off sentiment last week after main driver of this was there was a, there's a credit rating institution in the US named Fitch and they downgraded the, I guess the the credit rating of the, the US Treasury Department. So that waned on equity market sentiment. However, this did improve towards the end of the week, and we did see some positive earnings results from the likes of Amazon and Atlassian, so that sort of improved our uh, sentiment towards the end of the week. Looking at the ASX 200, uh, it was down 1.1% for the week, the US S&P 500 down 2.27, the Nasdaq Composite down 2.85. Uh, you can see a, a similar trend here, uh, Euro stocks 50 was down 2.99%, so about 3%. UK FTSE is 100, one, down 1.7. The Hang Seng in, in Hong Kong, down 1.9. And probably the, the biggest loser of last week and probably for you know the, the last three weeks is the, the Australian dollar. So it fell another 1% last week after falling about 1% one percent the week before. And it's now sitting at a bit under US $0.66. Cents. I, did, I think it did get to, I believe it did get to as low as 65, uh, a bit over 65 cents. Looking to the week ahead, it's a pretty quiet week uh, this week ahead with the main update being from the US Bureau of Labor Statistics where we'll find out the latest inflation rate in the US uh, accounting for the, for the month of July. You may remember last month in July where we had the US CPI data for the month of June that came in well below economists' expectations and that really did spur on both global and domestic uh, markets as investors. Bet bet that inflation uh, is is constantly trending down. So it'll be interesting to see the the reaction to the the July CPI number. So the consensus is for CPI to still be slowing, but we wanna see that slowing at at a more compelling rate. That's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for dialing in.